Perfect. Welcome to Fable Purpose. I am your host, Jamil Deal. And if it's your first time tuning in, I want to say that I'm glad you chose to be a part of the FJP gang. And I hope and pray that you return. To my attorney FJP gang family, I am back with episode 12, Learning to Let Go. When you get a chance, go back and check out the previous episodes. Don't forget to follow me on all major social media platforms. Hope everybody's doing well today, you know, and staying safe. Now let's get to it. We're still in the Philippian series, so be patient with me. Uh, we have a few more episodes left of the Philippian series before we get into the book of James. Really looking forward to that. Uh, just thank you guys for tuning back in today. And like I said, if it's your first time, I hope that you enjoy this. Uh, we're reading from Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 21 today. And I just felt like it's time for me to discuss this with you guys. And so verse 12 starts out by saying, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived in my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straying toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us, then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Woo! Yes, Lord. All right, so let's get into the discussion part of that. All right? Paul was making it clear to us that he went through a rigorous and disciplined process of pursuing Christ-likeness. He was like, I have not reached my goal yet, but I have to take hold of what Christ is going to do in my life. And, you know, Jesus took a hold of Paul while he was going through this process of living a life more like Christ. And there are many people who are enemies of the cross and what it stands for. And don't be fooled by those people because all they want to do is destroy. We need to remember that our citizenship is in heaven. And as we wait for Jesus Christ return, we will live our lives trying to be in his likeness. That, and I mean, that's really the goal. And that's what Paul kind of set forth here for us. Like we need to be more like Christ. And Jesus Christ can and will transform our bodies so that we can be like him. You just have to hold on and, you know, hold on to his word and let him take a hold of your life. So I just started out by thinking to myself as I wrote down my little notes, I was saying, like, we go through different phases in our lives. And we can say that we, too, have had some struggles with, you know, not being satisfied. We, you know, we can have all that we need sometimes. But, you know, it feels like when it's not moving in the direction that we wanted to that we must try to make things happen on our own. And uh, we always set goals for ourselves, and sometimes attaining those goals, you know, can be challenging. And to that person who is having that issue of not holding on long enough to allow Jesus to take a hold of you, just be patient, you know, and, and just hold on as tight as you can, you know what I mean? And I ask you to please be patient and let him do his thing. Like, let him take over your life fully and, and trust in him that everything will be exactly how it needs to be so that you can live your life more like Christ, okay? Now, 
My next point that I that I was kind of focusing on, it comes from verse 13, where Paul talks about forgetting. I already know, you know, this will probably make some people uncomfortable, but just let God take a hold of you, okay? And like I said, just bear with me. Sit tight. Strap up your seatbelt if you're in your car or wherever you are. Just, just, just be patient and, and embrace yourself, okay? Uh, we all have a past, and some people will move on, and some people just can't. Like, some people just cannot do that. Like, they can't move on, and you'll see it all the time. People hold on to things. Some people remember their past not to dwell on it, but to learn from it. So you, so right now I'm showing you that it's two, you know, it's, there's two different people right now that I'm talking about. People that can't let the past go and the people that, you know, they dwell on it sometimes, but then they learn from it. So, you know, it's really a third person here that I want to kind of bring to light, but I want to talk about that a little bit later on. In this scripture around verse 13, it shares with us that there should be a healthy balance between obsessing over past events and failing to move on and remembering and learning from the past. Paul said, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. You hear me talk about my past almost every other week, y'all. Like, I really do. I talk about my past about, you know, every other week. And it's not to dwell on it. It's a simple fact to show how gracious I am and, like, how blessed I am to be, you know, far removed from that. And how God has put, you know, me in this position to be a better person, to be a better me. And I want you to be a better you today. So we like to believe that we have a healthy balance when it comes down to our past. And I like to think that I do have a healthy balance, you know, and uh, it's just not about me. But there's somebody out there right now who may not have that healthy balance. And I'm trying to just get you towards that healthy balance right now. So your past makes you who you are today. And if you constantly let your past control your future, then you need to let God, you know, take control and, and move forward. OK, you need to, you know, and it's harder for you to move forward on your own. You know, you need sometimes we all need God to move us forward. We we can't do it on our own. And I'm not expecting you to just, you know, wake up tomorrow and say, OK, Coach Deal said this, you know, Mr. Deal or Jamel Deal, whoever you call, whatever you whatever I go by to you, you know, I, you said this, you know, and I want to do it tomorrow. You know, it takes time. It's not something that's going to just happen overnight. So just be patient, but let God take a, take control and take a hold of it. OK, now. This is not a perfect world. We know this. It's not a perfect world. None of us are perfect. What is the one most common thing you hear about destroying relationships? Right now, you should be saying the past, right? Because, you know, you know, it's money, you know, it's infidelity, social media, all that, right? Then you got to remember up there in the top five is the past, okay? Bringing up the past to a person can have so many different outcomes, though. You know, based on where you are in your life, with you know, if you, you come to grips with your past, you know, if you come to, you know, a safe place with your past where you can move forward. But I'm asking you to let the scripture help you move forward. OK, if whatever happened in the past caused destruction between you and someone, then that relationship most likely won't grow unless you allow time for it to grow. So basically what I'm saying is like God would have to take a hold of that situation, period. Like there's no one fix, no super sorry or no super, you know, deletion or whatever, deleting of this, deleting of that. There's no super power that you can have to make you get over it without God's help. You know what I'm saying? Get over their past without God's help. So I want you to understand that bringing up the past or dwelling on the past, it can cause trauma. And I don't want anybody to have to go through that trauma, you know, and that's why I'm kind of lifting you up right here with this word let you know how to handle it and that's just by you know going to god and letting him control the situation it can also cause happiness though so that that's a plus side to it it can cause happiness because you know you moved on and all this but like i said we're gonna talk about this a little bit later just stay tuned don't turn me off just yet 
So the past can cause many different types of emotions. Okay. We know that. I mean, we, we are human, you know, as humans, we have experienced so much and have been through so much recently that we just can't, you know, get a hold of it, you know, saying, so get hold of the situation and it just, you know, it swallows us whole and it, and it, it just, it consumes us. But like everything reminds you of this situation or a time when something happened and you don't know how to let it go. And, you know, the easy thing to do is to let it control your everyday life and how you, you know, go through life making decisions based on what happened to you in the past. You know, no, this is not acceptable, guys. Like, I, I won't I won't accept that any longer. And you shouldn't accept that any longer today. No matter who you are, where you are, you should not accept that any longer. Okay? We must not take the easy way out anymore. I won't let you do that anymore. Today, we are standing up and saying that I am forgetting what is behind me, and I am moving forward with whatever God has planned for my life. When remembering our past, we must make sure that we learn from it and grow from it. Some people will hold your past against you and some people will love you for being able to move on from it. Right. And uh, in, in my opinion, remember, it's just my opinion. So don't be upset with me. You know, you can have your own opinion as well. I won't be upset at you. But in my opinion, if you have forgotten or moved on from your past, it's OK to think about it when it comes up. I mean, you're human. It's OK to think about when it comes up. Just remember to not dwell on it, whether it's a good or bad situation, and just let God take a hold of you as you hold on to him. So you have to hold on and embrace God and, and, and let him work in your life, okay? Let him work those situations out, you know, and let you grow from the past. And uh, remember, the end goal is to live more like Christ. So when the day that Jesus returns, we may be able to join him in his kingdom. Now, that, that is, you know, verse 14, where it says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So I want to bring that back around the scripture right there about how, you know, just letting God take hold of you and then, you know, pressing forward. You know, the end of the prize is waiting for him to come back and we go just live life, you know, as much as we can like him. And that way we be able to enjoy, you know, his kingdom. So God will make things clear for you and me. So through the times where we think differently or something, just call on him and, you know, let him sort it all out. You know, just call on him. Just just let him know, God, I'm here. I, I really need to understand how can I move past this? You know, how can I not dwell on the past? How can I not dwell on the situation that, you know, that which shaped me, which made me into who I am today. But I just don't want to dwell on it to where it harmed my relationships with others. As an example, in any relationship you have to get to know the person you are building a relationship with. Their past, meaning anything that happened before they met you, has meaning to their lives. And the same goes for you. The common issue most relationships have is allowing the past to be used as a weapon and not a blessing. Lord, I am delivering this message today. I don't care what you say. I'm delivering this message. I want y'all to hear what I said. I said that most relationships allow the past to be used as a weapon and not a blessing. Let me break this down even further for you. In the past, a person may have struggled with addiction, with depression, or just anything you could think of that a person would struggle with, right? And remember, keep keep in mind, we're, we're human, right? We're, we're trying our best to not make mistakes, but you know, people always say, if you're not making mistakes, you're not living, right? That's what people say most of the time. Then you come along, right? So say for instance, you come along with this person who's an, who's an addict, who has depression, or anything that you, you know people struggle with, that people normally struggle with. You come along, and that person started to change their habits. So, you know, say they could shake the addiction, right? Depression or whatever, you know, they, they may be going through, but you notice they would slip up every now and then. You, you have a choice. 
you could come together and continue to help that person grow with God taking control, or you can let that person know how terrible of a person they are and not help them keep moving forward. Now, some people struggle with that. Sometimes when it's time to make those tough choices, some people would rather choose to beat that person down instead of doing what is necessary to let God take hold of the situation and be patient. You know, also, let's not forget that the person who is struggling must put the effort in to make sure that they don't fall victim to their own habits. Now, learn from the past and move forward from the past, because when you constantly remind somebody of their issues from the past, then you are using that as a weapon of destruction. When you make the decision to come together, like in verse 17, then you are allowing yourself to let the past be used as a blessing. And this is me trying to break it down to you. Right. So in verse 17, Paul said, join together and following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. And I mean, it's like the way that I see it is, you know, hard to kind of talk about and discuss, but as an adult, as I've gotten older, you know, I'm able to talk about it more. And like I said, you learn a lot, you know, throughout your life. And I come from a single parent home, guys. You know what I mean? And we know as a country, we see that a lot in our black and brown communities. Now, in my opinion, I am not good in relationships. That's just my opinion. But I remember at one point, I thought to myself that because my parents aren't together anymore, that I wasn't going to ever get married. Right. And this is me thinking about the past. Remember, I told you, like, I think about the past, but I don't dwell on the past. So, I mean, I have struggled with depression before, you know, and, and there are times where I am depressed. But, like, people will never know that, you know what I mean? And, like, it's not anybody else's business. But at the same time, like, I struggle with depression as a child, you know. And it's kind of like I struggle with addiction as well, you know what I mean? You know, and this is as a child, like, as, you know, growing up and as a teenager and throughout my life, you know, my 30 years of existence, I've dealt with both depression and addiction. You know what I mean? And before I lose my point, I'm just saying that those past events in my life have made me who I am. But as I, you know, take hold of my growth, I know that I allow God to take a hold of my life. And it, it brought me to this part of my process in trying to live like Christ. So I'm not going to let the past control where I go in the future. OK, and where I'm looking forward to going. So I, I've been around all different type of Christians in my life and it's funny because when you grow up in a neighborhood where, you know, the older folks are always telling you something, you know, the Lord says and it make you rethink some things. And I can use that all my life. Like I said, that happens in the past. Right. So that's a good past. I'm not dwelling on it, but it's the fact that I remember those things that they told me growing up as a kid. You know what I mean? And how to live my life like Christ. You know what I mean? And I just remember, you know, the older folks always telling me to just keep living, you know. And giving all the glory to God and praise him every day. Just keep living, young buck. You know how they always say. And so, and I just randomly thought of like one when they was like, uh, remember Judas had a seat at the table? And you'd be looking at them like, what? I mean, older Christian folk, man, like <laughs> they made you want to, you know, live a better life. And I know that, you know, the only reason I have made it this far in life is because there are some believers out there who have been praying for me since I was brought into this world. I'm sure some of you have certain people in your life who models being like Christ. As far as having older and wiser Christians to imitate in the pursuit of Christ's likeness for me, it's my mother, my dad, aunts, uncles, and my in-laws. They inspired me to always seek God, to always allow God to work on my life and keep my faith, to know that my purpose is to live for Christ. 
And, you know, most of you already know, like, that my personal goal for spiritual maturity basically started a few years ago. And now with my Faith With Purpose podcast and brand, my plan is to continue to learn and keep pushing forward with all that God has planned for me. Whatever his plan may be, I, I just know that my goal is to help all of us grow closer to God each day. And that's just what I want to do. You know what I mean? In closing, I would like to ask you, what are your personal goals for advancing in spiritual maturity? And do you have a workable plan for reaching these goals? I hope this message has helped someone today. And I hope that you can share this message with a friend or a family member. Don't hesitate to reach out to me on any of the social media platforms for prayers, suggestions, or topics that you may have interest in. You know, something that you may want to hear from Faithful Purpose. Um, I just hope that you guys understand that you should not use your past as a weapon, but use it as a blessing. And I just hope that you keep moving forward, you stay positive, and you don't let any of that negativity get you down. And today is going to be a great day. And this is going to be a great 2020. We're going to make everything better by getting to the word and growing together. So thank you for tuning in, FDP gang. I love you. God loves you. And that's fine. Peace. 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 Peace.